Hi, Cole here, creator and narrator of The Town Whispers. It's been a long summer, but the leaves once again fall, and with autumn comes longer nights that beg for darker tales. And to fill those long, cold evenings, I've launched a brand new podcast called Tiny Terrors. Tiny Terrors is a nostalgic horror anthology series that is as fun as it is dark. Join three friends as they delve into a forgotten corner of storytelling history and bring to light the darker depths yet still hidden in those often untraveled corners. Subscribe, listen, and review Tiny Terrors wherever you listen to podcasts. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. The Town Whispers is a narrative horror podcast that will tell the many stories hidden behind the rain and the fog and the trees of a town called The Fort. Events that take place in The Fort are not suitable for all listeners. Discretion is advised. The wire sat there, immobile, taut, and suspended between two reels, pinched in the middle by some magnetic device with which the machine used to conjure noise from the thin strip of metal. A worried look pushed the malleable lines in Dr. Avery's face until his lips were pursed in frustration and his brow was too heavy to manage. With his elbows on the table, Dr. Avery rested his forehead in his fingertips and massaged away the tension. Avery! Oh, Avery! I have some thoughts regarding process. Once our goal is achieved and the oubliette has been opened, I was wondering if you had a moment to review and give your own feedback. 
Dr. Avery continued rubbing at his eyes and his temples as if to relieve himself of skin that gripped his head too tight. Too many late nights and early mornings. No, no, that wasn't it. Too many sleepless nights, which turned into early mornings. Too many days, too much stress, too much of his time and his energy had been spent. He was all but spent. Dr. Avery was weary. And he was worried. Uh, Dr. Avery? Ahem. Dr. Avery, is... Is everything all right? Why isn't the wire device running? It is a wire recorder. Yes, right. Well, shouldn't it be on? Doesn't it need to turn around to record? From behind his fingers, Dr. Avery peered up at Mother Cyprian. Her eyes glared down at him from the other end of her hawkish nose, the sharp bridge of it like the sight at the end of a rifle barrel. Was it Mother Cyprian who was in the crosshairs or him? Of course it was him. It was always Dr. Avery. He was useful, and for that he was thankful, and so long as he was useful to the abbess, the longer she would keep him by his side, the ever-faithful dog, and she, the hunter in the marsh, aiming her shot down the long hawkish ridge of her nose, waiting for any wayward mallard to swoop on down. Is there a problem, Avery? Somewhat. And, um, what exactly does that mean? Somewhat. You lost them. No, my connection is still intact. Then why aren't you listening? I took a moment to review the recording. What need is there to review when you should be listening to the entirety of it the first time around? It is impossible. Impossible? Did you just say impossible? What a pathetic excuse. What could be more important than your observation of Mr. Collins and Mr. Franklin? I... I haven't slept in days. Oh, get over yourself. I've barely slept in years. That is hardly an adequate excuse. There are other duties I must uphold, other patients to see. This, this isn't the only task you've asked of me. Stop talking! I've heard enough. I won't stand here and entertain your infuriating mediocrity any longer. Be plain with your words, and say it straight. If your connection is still intact and your remote recording capabilities are still functioning, tell me what exactly has gone wrong. Well, they aren't the only ones looking for the oubliette. Preposterous! Who else could there be? Of that, I am unsure. Oh, good grief! Are you able to play it back for me? Sir, 
Tinley. Well then, let me listen. Perhaps I am able to discern some detail you were not. Oh, come on, Garrett. I'm sorry, all right? I wasn't actually angry. Well, I was a little frustrated, but I wasn't angry. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. I'm sorry for getting heated. It's just more fun and keeps the conversation going longer if you... Jesus Christ! Paul, tell me you hear that. Garrett, I... I don't hear anything. Are you feeling all right? Maybe we should stop and rest for a while. No. No, no, no. We don't rest here. Paul, we need to keep going. Well, if you aren't feeling well, stop the fight. Exactly. Mr. Collins and Mr. Garrett appear to have been arguing. Then something or someone interfered with the connection. After that, there appears to be what sounds like a cave-in. A cave-in? Are you certain? Well, are they all right? Tell me, is there more? for your lack of oversight. Of that, I am certain. Dr. Avery said nothing. He hung his head in what looked like shame, although he felt none. His weariness was what kept him looking remorseful and dejected. Why did it end in yet more interference? You told me not but a moment ago your connection was still strong. A opposing influence must have Interfered. So that's it. It appears things are moving fast now. Very well then. It's a lovely morning, Dr. Avery. I suggest you go outside and inhale deeply. Enjoy it. For once you've done so, You will return to your post and keep listening while I decide what the consequences of your action shall be. 
The floorboards could take no more, Minnie thought to herself, as she tried her best to hide her guilt as Ruth paced back and forth. Despite her calm, forced demeanor, Minnie couldn't help but watch from the corner of her eyes as the wooden slats bent underfoot like warm clay slowly giving way to the fiery intensity of Ruth's worry and gravity as they groaned at their centers. She breathed in deeply. The feeling of strangulation caused her cheeks to flush uncharacteristically. She tried her best not to let her shoulders and chest rise in as dramatic a fashion as she wished she could express. Oh, she cursed her ribs for gripping her lungs so tight. I'm worried sick. There's nothing to worry about. He's a full-grown man he can fend for himself. No, he can't. Not here. Yes, he can. What if something has happened to that poor boy? He isn't a boy, Ruth. Something has happened to him, though. I know it. I can feel it. Don't be so stupid. I'm not being stupid. I'm very intuitive. You you know that. You know that, Minnie. He should have been back by now. He would have told me if he planned to be away so long. He's a good boy and he knows not to cause me worry like that. Oh, good grief. Maybe he's just gone. Maybe he isn't coming back. Maybe he had enough of you and left and just... Just, just isn't, isn't coming back. Damn it, damn it, damn it, she knew better than that. Ruth's eyes searched her own as the time seemed to stop working entirely between them. As if it had finally said enough already, this is it for the both of you, for eternity. Defying time's own wish, Minnie looked away hurriedly, but not so quickly as to give herself away. Excuse me? I said, don't be so stupid. You aren't his mother. You already have a son. I had a son, Minnie. No, Ruth. You have a son. I... No. He's not... No, Ruth. You sweet idiot. You have a son. You don't need to go adopting Paul or any other strays for that matter. Ruth's eyes welled with tears as she too looked away just as Minnie had done a moment ago to hide her own secret. Ruth knew how deep the well of loss and love and grief ran in Minnie and for her she'd conceal her own pain as she'd always tried to do. She'd always been the cheery one, the chipper one, the one who looked at the glass half full and not half empty. Minnie, on the other hand, had always been the more realistic, pragmatic, hard-to-love, and easy-to-dislike one. The one who saw it exactly how it was, and not how it could be. Ruth was the sail, and Minnie was the ballast. Ruth could be taken in a hundred different directions all at once. Talk about all the little wonders of the world all at once. So much so that at times she felt as if her indecision would be the knife by which her vivisection would occur. She was too open too welcoming. She knew that. She knew she was vulnerable with her wrists laid bare to the sharp barbs of the world. But Minnie, Minnie was the one who kept her grounded, balanced her, kept her on course, on topic, and on track. 
Over too many years, they'd settled into their roles. But Ruth wished. Just once. She didn't feel the need to hide the tears. Just like she knew sometimes Minnie wished she could express her own joy. That feeling you have, that empty pit, it isn't loss. It's longing. Because your son is still alive. I know it. And you know it. I don't really know what to say to that. Say, you're right, Minnie. Say, I do have a son and he is still alive and we need to save him. And save your sister too, Minnie. You could say, we promised each other that. We've always promised each other that. And I haven't given up, Minnie. Just like you've never given up. Say that. Minnie. When did you give up, Ruth? When did you start looking for anything to fill that hole in your heart? What happened to finding the missing piece, Ruth? What happened to that? I... I... Well... Honestly, I... Honestly? You gave up. You've been looking for someone like Paul, someone clueless, needing your mothering, needing to be smothered. You were looking for someone just like him so you could forget your own son. So you could let go of the hope and the pain of that hope. When did you become so frail and old and desperate? When did Paul become more important to you than Harry? Hmm? When? That's not fair. Not fair? Not fair? Ruth, if you give up on your boy, your actual boy, then what happens? Do you just fade away? You promised you'd hold him one last time, and that promise was a contract. If you go back on that contract, then... Oh, who the hell is that now? I... I don't know. Go away! Oh my goodness, look, I'm coming! You're breaking off the hinges if you don't... Who the hell is it, Ruth? It's... You. This episode was written, directed, and narrated by Cole Weavers, with sound production and editing by Harlan Guthrie. Our theme song is by the ever-wonderful Charlie P.S. This episode featured Mike LeBeau as Paul Collins, Lydia Nicholas as Ruth McMillan, Imogen Harris as Minnie, Harlan Guthrie as Garrett Franklin, and Cole Weavers as Mother Cyprian and Dr. Avery. To find additional information or join our Patreon to support the show and receive ad-free episodes, visit our website at thetownwhispers.com. Rate and review us online. Tweet us at The Town Whispers. Join us on Discord by clicking the link in the description. Visit us on Facebook or email us at thetownwhispers at pulpaudio.ca. 
The Town Whispers is a serialized horror podcast produced by Pulp Audio, distributed by Callum Doherty of the Rusty Quill Network, and licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Alike 4.0 International License. I got the ghost of you inside of my head. What I'm supposed to do, the blood has been shed. He got a dark past in a soul that's unveiled. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.